Hi, I'm Natalie. And I'm Christina. We're two best friend registered dietitians living their best lives in the beach cities of Los Angeles, California. We're here to serve you with evidence-based knowledge, a little storytelling, and a whole lot of laughs. And, and this, this is, is the Crunchy, Crunchy Dietitians Podcast. Podcast. To our new podcast. Yes, welcome. We're so happy to be here. I know. I'm so excited. Um, this is our first one, so this is all new and bear with us. I think it'll be really fun. Yeah. So um, just a little bit quickly about us and like what we're going to do here. Basically, yeah. I'm Natalie, so you'll get used to my voice, I guess. Um, but I met Christina. We met yes. at Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. Mm-hmm. And we became best friends and mm-hmm. we stayed best friends. And she lives down in the South Bay near Los Angeles, California. It's like the beach cities. Yeah, it's actually really nice. I live here now too. Surprise, yep. surprise. We're yep. sitting in my living room actually recording this right now. Mm-hmm. But um, funny story as to how I got here. So I, I'm actually from Northern California in Sacramento. I did my dietetic internship in Buffalo, New York. And my boyfriend stayed in California and he ended up getting a job. He was in Northern California, got a job down in Los Angeles, the South Bay area. So he moved down there. And of course, naturally, you know, I moved back to be with him. And so here I am. Uh, voila. voila! Now I have my best friend down here. And so it's been really fun. We hang out all the time. And yeah, it's just been really fun. So we've been talking about making a podcast for a while and it's been like legitimately probably a year at this point. And so finally we're doing it and it's called the Crunchy Dietitians. So <laughs> yeah, so we thought so hard about the name and there were a few different names we thought of, but this ended up just being the one we wanted to go with because like we're kind of quirky and silly and right. crunchy. We so are a little crunchy. Perfect. We both love camping. We both love the outdoors. Um, we're really similar in a lot of ways. And so anyways, we thought the crunchy dietitians and plus we love eating. So, I mean, uh, we're yeah. dietitians. Yeah. Food is, food is king. Food is life. Food is so best. that's, you know, where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so we are going to kind of, this is just going to be a really casual, I think first episode where we're just going to ask each other a set of questions and you're going to be hearing my cat in the background. Probably. Yeah. Like I said, we're <laughs> sitting in my literal living room. So right. <laughs> It's just kind of a get to know you introduction and just, you know, I feel like that's honestly the best part about podcasts is just when you, you know, people tell stories and I feel like storytelling is the best part about life and that's what just makes it so interesting. So we're just going to ask you guys, or we're going to ask ourselves <laughs> a few we're questions. You guys, so be ready to respond. Guys, feel free to email us and let us know your answers, but we're just going to, you know, it'll be just us two today. So <laughs> yes. Anyway, so let's get started. So the first question, Natalie, I'll ask you is why did you want to get into the nutrition field? Like, what's your story? So, yes, I feel like I could talk about this forever and ever. I think there's a few things that it was for me. Um, If I think back to my like adolescence, really, and um, kind of like figuring out who I was, honestly, like straight out of high school, you're supposed to know exactly what you want to do for the rest of your life and get into a college and, you know, pursue your dreams or whatever the fuck. Right. And I'm like, At 17, I did not know what I wanted to do. So um, I went to community college and kind of dilly-dallied. I took a couple classes here and there. Still didn't really know that nutrition was going to end up being my thing, even at like 17, 18 years old. 
Um, I think it really came down to, so my grandpa was really sick and he had like multiple strokes. He actually ended up passing away a couple years ago now. And I think at the time I didn't really understand like what was going on with him. Like he had all these strokes and like, I got to a point where I could hardly remember who he was as a person anymore. Like I have like faint memories of him as a child when we'd like make what's called heka, which is this like specific dish with chicken and all these veggies and you make it in a big pot and it's kind of a Hawaiian thing. Yum. He's from Hawaii. Um, so that's like a memory I have of him and him saying like, it's hecka good. But like <laughs> my like more recent memories of him are like in a wheelchair and he can't talk. And he's just like basically a vegetable that we would like take us with places, yeah. take him with us places. And I was like, you know, like what happened here? Like something like, was this preventable or was mm-hmm. this like inevitable? Mm-hmm. Um, so that made me think about how, what we do in our day-to-day lives, you know, basic things like drinking water and eating food and moving our bodies, like, are there things that we can do to prevent things like that happening from us and Mm -hmm. to the people that we love? So I think that kind of instigated it. And then I also had my own things about me that, you know, I, I really struggled with body image. I struggled with Mm -hmm. food and I think it's really common, especially in females, especially in female RD. I was just going to say in the nutrition (laughs) field, I feel like pretty much everyone that I know has struggled with eating at some point or another, you know, it's just a common yeah. thing. And it's like, you know, that's, and I think some people want to say like, Oh, that's a bad thing. Or like, Oh, or you, people have literally said to me before, like, so you've struggled with eating before. Why do you think that you would be a good dietitian? Are you sure you want to go into this field? And I'm like, who better would there be than someone who has gone through that exact thing and wants to help people with that? I mean, who better we can empathize with people so easily because we've been through it ourselves. You know what I mean? And like, you need that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that was like, I mean, I think at that age, because I was pretty young, you know, I was like 2021 20, when I right. came to these realizations of like, okay, it's nutrition. Like yeah. nutrition is what I want to do. <laughs> Excuse, that's Zach, by the way, you guys. If you can oh, little Zachy. <laughs> He's uh wants to be part of the podcast. But <laughs> <He's> so, <cute. laughs> so yeah, so I, I think that, you know, a big thing for me was 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 that so it was like, realizing that, okay, these things that we do in our day to day lives, these little things that we might not like, think Think that are really important are so like monumental to everything um that and then you know my own issues like not wanting to be so preoccupied with preoccupied with food and let like food was like this heaping pile of like calories and like um hatred and like all the negative things you could think of like on a plate and so I was very fear yeah it was fear and I was like I don't I don't want to feel like this I don't want other girls or women to feel like this I don't want anybody period to feel like this so it was it was kind of a combination of things you know and I was like okay that makes me interested enough to say okay I want to study this I want to figure out you know what can I do to help other people like mm-hmm. who might feel like me or to have that have similar questions as I do um, to find their path or to educate them or to how, whatever. I didn't really know. I just knew that nutrition was of interest to me. It was just something that you're like, Whoa. Yeah. I was like for, yeah. for, for once, if, like I had something that was actually so interesting and that I was kind of like getting passionate about enough to want to go and put, you know, every like eight hours a day of studying into it. Mm-hmm. Whereas like there was nothing else really that, I felt like I wanted to do. I kind of thought about like maybe psych Mm -hmm. or like something like that, like Mm -hmm. something mental health, which is very much in line with nutrition because that's also something that I was thinking about doing too, because eating eating is a psychological um, phenomena in some ways, a lot of ways, you know, it's tied to a lot of things that, you know, memories and experiences and fears, you know, things like that. So yeah, that's a trip. Yeah. And I think that it's really common that I think females and then also uh, female dietitians, 
come from something of that sort where it's right. like, you know, I either had an eating disorder or like, you know, food, I was too obsessed with food or like I hated my body or like mm-hmm. I, you know, over-exercised or I starved myself or mm-hmm. I binged and purged or whatever, yeah. or, you know, something like that, like kind of initially will draw you to. And then once you get into it, you realize that there's so much there. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, nutrition is such a deep ass field. Like there are, oh yeah, it, it's almost endless the amount of things that we could do. And I, I kind of want to have like a podcast about this in the future, um, about talking to like prospective dietetic students or people yeah. who are considering the field, but they're worried because they're like, oh, I looked it up and RDs make jack shit. Cause it's uh, true. No, we don't make a lot. That's the shit sandwich as Elizabeth Gilbert calls it yes. of our career path yeah. that unfortunately most dietitians really make shit money. And if you're, especially, I mean, no offense, but in the clinical realm, I myself was a clinical dietitian and I absolutely loved it. Don't get me wrong. But unfortunately, you just don't make the money that you should. After because we're undervalued. 100%. We are undervalued. I'm sorry, but in the in the medical field, there is sort of a, it is a hierarchy. You know, it is a hierarchy. Hi, why am I saying it weird? Hierarchy. 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 It's like you're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole, unfortunately. And I think because everyone eats food, they think that they're an expert at eating food because they say, oh, well, you know, bread, that gives me gas. And so bread's bad for you. Or I am lactose intolerant and I just, dairy doesn't do it for me. So it's bad for you. Or this uh, celebrity that I follow, whoever the hell, you know, says it's bad for you. So, and it's like, no, 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 no. We have to hustle for our worth to everyone. It doesn't matter who, I mean, your patients will literally be like, no, no. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, all right. Yeah. Um, they'll try to tell you. They're, they're like, no, 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 no this is you. how it is. You're like, okay, well then what am I, what do you need? Why, why do I, I have a, at least a bachelor's <laughs> or a master's degree in nutrition science? You know, why did I take ochem and biochem and all this other shit for you to sit here and tell me that my that that means nothing. You know yeah. what I mean? So, but don't get us wrong. We love what we do. We just both do something totally different now. Well, Natalie actually started off um, working for um, a company. We both work for companies now. Maybe we'll get into that later, but yeah. 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 But, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. but my whole point with that was just that like, I would love to do a whole episode to talk to, to like kind of message to those people yeah. who are like, Hmm, I kind of feel like them, like, you know, I'm interested in nutrition for X, Y, Z reasons, but you know, damn, like, I don't know if I can survive off of that income or, you know, I don't know if I want to put in all that work. And I would love to do a podcast just to talk about the many, 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 many millions of different types of things that you can do and you can really get creative and you really can have a sustainable income that is like you're, you wouldn't even expect to be making. So um, that's possible. And um, yeah, so I guess we can wrap up that one question because I feel like Mm -hmm. we kind of need to hone it in, in terms of keeping on time here, because I want to get to ask you questions too. So, so that was my answer. So I'll cut it off there. So, um, so Christina, what inspired you to choose dietetics as a career path? So, okay. So in high school, okay, well, let me just start from the beginning. I'll try not to give you my entire life story, just a snippet. Um, but basically as a kid, I ate, I mean, I ate complete shit food, but like what kid doesn't eat shit food? You know what I mean? So like literally McDonald's gas station food, Starburst, Snickers, like, don't get me wrong. That shit is delicious, but that should not be the base of your diet. At home, you know, my grandma would cook all the time and I'm German. So she would cook amazing food, but if it had a vegetable in it, I was not going to eat it. You know, I just, I just didn't like vegetables. Um, and so I would eat like buttered spätzle, like little egg noodles with like butter and garlic salt, or I would have like, literally I would come home from school and I would have two ham sandwiches with extra mayonnaise on white Weber's bread, Mm. no crust, and then a ramen. 
what the hell? Like that's a shitload of food and it was not very good for me. And I didn't feel great after I ate it, you know? So, you know, in high school, one of my friends asked me to join the dance and drill team. And I was like, no, that's dorky. But I used to do drill team as a kid, which is hilarious. I love I it. am a dork. I, I am love a dork. that. Yeah. I want to do drill team. It's so cool. It's, like, it's yeah. like military, like slapping your thighs and shit. It was so cool. So Anyway, so I ended up trying out with her and she's like, just try out with me, just try out with me. And I was like, no, that's dorky. And she's like, just try out. You don't have to do it if you actually get on the team. So I tried out and I was like, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And so, you know, I got on the team and I decided to go with it. And like my senior year, I actually became one of the captains. I got really into it. Um, And it, it changed my life in more ways than one. My grades did better because I actually had something I had to do better on in school with, you know, it was a reason to improve myself. And one of our instructors, I just thought she was so cool because she was really into like yoga and holistic health. And to me, that was not really something that I had ever heard about. I mean, health or nutrition, that was just never even something that I had thought about. You know, I just, you're right. It was new. It was interesting. And, you know, I was using my body and I was moving my body every single day, but I didn't really think about the way that food is literally our fuel and that the nutrients in the food is what allows our body to function optimally. And I just, just the thought of that, like really tripped me out and was so cool to me. And of course I'm, you know, sitting on Google every day, looking up all these interesting questions and I'm finding like ashwagandha and like moringa and like (laughs) maca root powder. And so I got really into like holistic health and nutrition. And I just, decided like, wow, I'm like 17. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I always thought I wanted to be a writer. And don't get me wrong. That's always been my like number one passion is writing. But I thought, you know, well, what can I actually do with that? I should become a dietitian. And so I did my research and I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. I went into college and I knew that I wanted to be a dietitian, but it took me longer than most people. Oh, girl. Just, oh, don't even. We old. (laughs) We're old. (laughs) But I mean, unfortunately, life just happens, you know, Um, when I was 19, my dad passed away. So I I was at a community college and I spent a little bit longer there than I, you know, had wished. But that's just life. Life happens. And um, I, you know, transferred to Cal Poly slow and the, the rest is history. And, you know, I think another big part of it was that I love cooking. And because we're German, like my grandma was always cooking and I was always cooking with her. So anyways, here we are. And... Yeah, that's my spiel. I love it. I love it. That's how we met. Like that's That's how we met. The end of each of our stories. Can we just talk about how we met for a second? So we were in probably one of my favorite like classes because it was the cooking class, and it was in the beginning of our uh, Cal Poly nutrition career. And we're sitting at these little tables, and um, the teacher goes, "Okay, um, get into groups of four. So. You know, the two girls at the front table was Natalie and our friend Allison, and I'm sitting at the table behind them with uh, my friend Bushra. So we all look to each other and we're like, do you guys want to be a group? And so ever since then, we've just been such good friends and we're all still friends and it's just a trip. It was like, that simple. We it literally simple. just turned and it was like, okay, yeah, I guess okay. this is it. Like, why not, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know who else I'm going to be yeah. with. Everyone else seems like either far away or weird. So. <laughs> We can just be weird together. Exactly. And that's what we've been doing ever since. So yeah, stay weird. Stay weird. Stay weird, guys. (laughs) That's our philosophy. for your health. It is. (laughs) All right. Let's go on to question two. Okay. So Natalie, I'll ask you, what is your current role as a registered dietitian? So currently I am kind of honestly 
in a dream job, like mm-hmm. quote unquote, right? Mm-hmm. So something that I never in a million bazillion years would have ever guessed that I would be doing, which I would, you would, but it's like, we have this imposter syndrome sort of thing. At least yeah. I did. And no, I we know. totally do. We, that's, you know, that's a real thing. That can be another sure. podcast. <laughs> that could be a whole podcast for sure. But like, okay, so here's why, I guess I should start with the reason why. So in, so I, Went to community college too for like three years Mm -hmm. before I transferred and then um, transferred to Cal Poly where I met Christina. And then I did not go straight into a DI after that. I didn't really talk about that, but I took some time off. I took like three years off. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, I moved to Buffalo after that three years off and did my DI and my master's combined there at at Buffalo, um, University at Buffalo. And then I came back and now I'm here. But so where I was going with that is that um, in that time that I had off, I was working for a company, um, a, a kind of like a wellness company, small company that used to be a, like a CrossFit style gym that kind of moved more into like breathing techniques and functional movements and um, really cool. the Wim Hof method. Me, yeah. yeah, I actually loved working there and I learned yeah. so, so much. Um, especially because they were a small business. So I got a lot of kind of like business experience, which was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, really helpful for my resume. And oh, yeah, like for DI stuff, registered dietitian stuff. That's and just leadership general, skills. For sure. Absolutely. And yeah, perspective, not to cut you off, but like perspective RDs, that's no matter what you do, if you're in a leadership role, put that shit on your resume. Oh yeah. If you take time off, that is not a bad thing. Like no. you can totally swing that to a positive and oh, talk yeah. about all the things you did when, that you learned. You needed to take time off to redefine your goals. Like that sounds amazing. Right. Those but are skills. Again, we digress because we can make a whole episode <laughs> about that. Like writing a, writing a, you know, Legit, applying though. to DIs. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, so I, so I took that time off. I took that three years. I was at that company and, um, you know, I wasn't making a whole lot of money to be honest. And I kind of was like, I don't know. So the reason why I didn't go straight into a DI, by the way, all my friends were applying to their DIs, you know, when we were about to graduate and I was like, kind of like, eh, like fiddling with it here and there just to kind of get the feel for die cast and everything. But I, w- I, my heart was really set at the, at the time, um, at, on midwifery. I was mm-hmm. like really mm-hmm. into being a midwife and, you know, pregnancy and having like natural birth and labor and how it's this like magical spiritual thing. Um, and I still totally am into that. And I actually have a really big interest in like prenatal nutrition, but, um, I thought I was going to do that. So I actually applied to nursing school straight out of Cal Poly. Didn't get in big surprise. Cause here I am. Right. But, uh, I let it crush my dreams of becoming a midwife, which maybe I shouldn't have done, but I think I'm honestly on my right path. So, mm-hmm. um, I, got that job with the company that I was working for the little wellness studio and did a little side gig too. So I was on Instagram and I was like following a bunch of people and I saw this girl and she was like working out all the time doing the, her like home fitness stuff and getting these like amazing results. Like she looked so good mm-hmm. and she was so cute with her bohemian style. Mm-hmm. And like, I know who you're talking little about. Hubby. We both follow her. <laughs> yeah. And she like, tr- like, you know, moved across the country and did like a road trip with him and just like was with her two dogs and her husband. And I was like, Oh my God, like I want to be you. So I was cute. like, what do you do? Like, how Love do you, that. what do you, yeah. Like tell me all the things. Mm-hmm. So she was like, yeah, babe like you can totally do what I do like here's Mm -hmm. how you do it and basically she was a coach for the company Beachbody so I was like okay never heard of them this is super cool so I didn't necessarily want to be coach at all like I just wanted to be like working out and getting like super fit like she was Mm -hmm. so um I had always kind of like dabbled in fitness here and there like you know in my adolescence and then into my early 20s but I had never really like done something full-on I wasn't into sports um, I didn't like, you know, I'd go on, I'd, I'd go through phases where I'd like jog every day or something. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like kind of fall off and, you know, not do shit for like a week. 
And I never had found that the thing that I could be consistent with. So right. with Beachbody, like I signed up as just a member um, and you stream these workouts. I'm sure a lot of you listening have heard of Beachbody before, or you maybe you do Beachbody workouts, but you stream it through your, you know, whatever app on your TV or your computer or your phone. Um, and they have tons of different programs. Um, so I was doing that for a while and I actually became a coach for a little bit. I didn't, it wasn't like super lucrative for me or anything, but I did it for a little bit and I dabbled. And then I kind of fell off of that and I decided I wanted to actually become a dietitian. Um, actually, I think Beachbody kind of helped me in that. Like it, it made me rediscover my love for nutrition and mm-hmm. like how we can use that in mm-hmm. so many positive ways mm-hmm. to like change our body composition. If we want to like gain muscle or get stronger or whatever it might be, or just like the enjoyment of baking and things like that and the enjoyment that food can bring us. So I was kind of like, I really think that this maybe was my true calling. And I got a little, I like, do think so. Yeah. I like got I got a little the chills distracted. when you said that. Yeah. 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 It's funny the way that things work out too. Like, like things won't work out for a reason. And in the moment you're crushed, but in hindsight, you don't have all, you don't have all the pieces until you're looking back, you know, right. like you can't make sense of it looking forward. But now like, you know, you know, that's your calling and 100%. you're in literally your dream role. Yes. Oh my God. It, I just, I can't even, and that's why it's so funny. Right. And that's why I call it my dream job is because like, so I did Beachbody for a while. So I obviously know what they are as a company and blah, 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 you know, didn't end up getting into nursing school. Midwifery wasn't a thing. Other side note about that. That's crazy. As I saw a psychic when I, I was like the same one, she's incredible. <laughs> she is amazing. You guys. Um, she just, I can't even, there's no words, no but words. My boyfriend has seen her. My boyfriend's dad has seen her. I've seen her. Now Christina's seen her. Um, and she is so legit. But anyway, she basically told me, like, in a nutshell, I'll just talk about it really quickly. She basically told me, like, no, no, no. Like, because I wanted to move to Oregon and go mm-hmm. to OHSU and become a mid- become a certified nurse midwife and blah, blah, blah. And she basically told me, like, no. Like, that's not your path. Mm-hmm. That's not how, what you're going to do in your life. To Like, you in your life as a successful woman are going to be doing X, Y, Z. And it was not going to Oregon and it was not delivering babies basically. And I was like, this bitch doesn't fucking know a thing that she's talking about. Like you think that's your passion and your career path. And someone tells you that it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It was like, she slapped me in the face and I was like, like, and I just paid you $60 to slap me in the face. But anyway, she was so right. Like she was a hundred percent right. She was like, you're going to work with numbers and you're going to blah, blah, blah. You're going to live in a big city by the water. Hello. By me. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) could do a whole podcast podcast episode on that. But so, you know, I ended up where I ended up. I went to my DI um, about two, three months before I was going to graduate. I saw an ad for Beachbody and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like what are the odds that I see a, an ad for Beachbody and they're looking for an RD? That was to, the ad. Yeah. That's what the ad said. Yeah. It was wasn't it? an ad. It was like a, a, a job posting. Oh, okay, like I was it. looking for jobs. I had signed up through LinkedIn to get like notifications and I signed up through like Glassdoor see, and things I also, like that. I also just got the chills right now too, because like the fact that you followed that girl and the, you know what I mean? Like, look at the path that took you to that. Like, had yeah. you not signed up, had you not started following that girl on Instagram, then you wouldn't have signed up for Beachbody and been so obsessed with it. And then maybe that posting wouldn't have meant shit to you. Had I not done all that. Had I not taken three years off too. Because if I yeah. would have gone straight into a DI, I wouldn't have met her. Oh I my God. Never, I would have never had all that time off. Yeah. I never would have like, refa- it was almost like I needed that break and I needed to like remove myself from the whole field for a second to like refine it and right, notice right, right. that, Oh, it came straight back to me. See? Right. And like, that's, that's a, a trip yeah. that trips me out. I have literal full body goosebumps that's and I believe in that stuff. It, yeah. That's how things work too. It's sometimes, and, and exactly your calling 
finds you. Yep. Like I believe that you, the things that are meant for you in life find you. And there's a reason that you have a passion and a desire to do something. And I feel like if you're confused in life, just always ask yourself that, like, what, what am I interested in? What do I like? What, you know, like yeah, that it's such exactly. a trick and it what, just works that way for you. And you just followed it. Right. Like where's, where are my passions? Like, what am I skilled at? Right. I, I felt like I could actually, like, I knew enough just from having my bachelor's degree to like right. to truly start helping people. And actually I was like kind of seeing some clients right. like, yeah. on the side, yeah. which, you know, I, I didn't counsel them on anything related to any conditions or disorders or anything like that. It was more just like health and wellness and eating healthy. Mm-hmm. But I was like, wow, I'm actually good at this. this is something that I feel mm-hmm. like I'm good at. Cause there was so many times in my life where I'm like, I'm not good at anything. Like, what am I doing? Like, what the hell am I doing? Like, actually, like, had to ask myself that a few times. Yeah. But no, this, I honestly think this is, this is what I should be doing. I feel confident in this. And I love, I love, it's an ever changing field too. So like, there's not a dull moment, right? Right. Like things are constantly changing by the second Mm -hmm. research is always coming out and like proving things and not proving things. And even then it's not even really proving shit, but But, like things are always changing, right? The messages that we're sending to people are always like slightly changing as we learn more and more, because we really think about nutrition in terms of time and like how long we've been able to even study it. We're about where surgery was in the 1700s, which is insane to think about. It's crazy. Just a little perspective there, but it's crazy. But yeah, so here I am freaking working for Beachbody after like I was a coach for them Mm -hmm. and I never thought in a million years I would be a dietitian for that. Like that just still blows my mind. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like, I, you know, I started applying to jobs, like I said, a couple, like two to three months before I was even graduated. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to apply for this. And it's literally just going to be for funsies because, Mm -hmm. um, there's no way in hell that I'm going to get hired for this job. Right. Like that's what I thought. And that's what we always think. We all think that. Yeah. You're going to think that too. The first time, if you're a DI. Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna be like, Oh, no, I can't do this. I can't You're do gonna be this. like, Nope, they'd never hire me. If you think that, by the way, absolutely apply. Absolutely <laughs> apply. Don't run away from your fears, run towards your fears, run towards your fears. And if they don't hire you, a it probably wasn't gonna be a good fit anyway. And b the experience still counts, you guys like you still applied to a job. Yeah, who gives a shit? Just apply. Yeah, because you good. might get it. It's good practice. Take too, us as examples. <laughs> absolutely. So, so yeah, so I applied and I was like, whatever, you know, screw it. Like, let's just see what happens. And I think it was like a 24 hours or something. And I got an email and mm-hmm. they were like, you know, we're interested kind of thing. Like we want to set up a screening, like a phone screen. I was like, shut the front door. <laughs> like, are you kidding yeah. me? I was so excited for this stupid phone screen. So nervous. Like, so it was super casual too. She called me and she's just like, you know, Hey, like, you know, what do you know about Beachbody? It was, it was nothing that I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be very much more of an interview. Mm-hmm. It's like a couple casual questions. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you know about the company? Um, things like that. And so I was like, Oh, okay. Answered whatever. Then I get another email. They want to move me to the next step. You guys, there were six steps that I went through for this process. It was very hardcore. Um, so the next thing was, um, I think it was another phone screen. Actually, I think on the first phone screen, she asked me what I was looking to make in terms of income. And I had never been asked that before. And I'm so thankful that I got on the phone with my boyfriend, like before the call, I think it was a couple days before. And I was like, I'm so nervous. Like, I want to practice. Like, what do you think are some questions that they might ask me? And she's like, or he's like my boyfriend. <laughs> he's like, um, well, they might ask you how much you want, you want to make mm-hmm. like your income mm-hmm. because this was a company in Santa Monica, California. Right. So this is near LA and, um, you know, people are going to get paid more there because it's the cost of living is high. It's kind of like San Francisco mm-hmm. and I'm in Buffalo, New York at the mm-hmm. moment, you know, and I'm like, okay, wow, this is crazy. Like, 
um, I don't know. I don't know what I would say because like looking at jobs in the Buffalo area and then looking at jobs in like the Sacramento, California area, you know, people are starting off at like anywhere between 40 and $45,000 to like 55, maybe 60. Mm -hmm. And I just think that for the amount of work and education that we have to go through and get that's just insane to me especially with the masters becoming required come 2024 like it's just crazy I agree so dietitians are so greatly underpaid it's ridiculous it really is it's and I hope it changes and I think that you know the more we can talk about it and the more we can like especially when we're if we're seeing clients or things like that or we have our own business as an entrepreneur like we can set our own prices so we we need to set prices that we know are valuable that like that that prove our value, right? right? Like, because people will pay it. Like there will be people that will pay it. And the more that that happens and the more it becomes like, Oh, this is just what it costs to do this because right. it's that valuable. Like they're worth that much kind of thing. And-, and the role of the dietitian is expanding as well. Like, I mean, what we both do is not a career path that was available to dietitians like just a few years ago, you know? So like brands want to hire dietitians. So they have that like expertise of a registered dietitian, you know, they want to know the evidence-based information so that they can back that, you know, with their company and whether, you know, it's a company like Beachbody, who's, you know, selling a program or whether it's a food and beverage company, there's just so many more options that were not available. So this is all new territory, you know, and you need to just, it doesn't hurt to ask. It's terrifying, especially if this is the first time that you're applying for a job out of your DI um, as a new dietitian, but it's, you know, you have to do it, you know, again, run towards your fears that shit is scary <laughs> so scary like oh my god all of the interview steps were like terrifying like oh i was so scared i had to like meditate and breathe I and do all the so things scared. And i would end them and they'd be like so short sometimes too like I think oh mine the was longest, long i think the longest one was like excuse me like 30 minutes yeah. and afterwards my armpits were like the ocean like, yeah it was, I was like so oh my scary. god i can't believe i just sweat that much um, but anyway, I ended up getting the job, obviously. <laughs> so I went through all those steps and I got the job. I was hired before I even actually officially graduated. So it was just like all of it just came together and I was just so happy. I could not believe that this was my real life, you know, but, but it was, and here I am, you know, working for Beachbody and, and I love it. I really do. I love it. They're a great company. Um, they really take care of their employees, especially through you know, what everything that's been happening in the world lately with COVID-19, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, <laughs> we're recording this and it's, you know, August 1st, 2020. Mm-hmm. And we're still kind of on lockdown here in LA. Like a lot of things are still closed and, you know, we're working from home mm-hmm. and everything like that. So um, it's a very interesting climate right now, but Beachbody has been doing a really, really good job to like listen to their employees. And so it's just been a really great place to work. I feel very valued as a dietitian there. I'm making an awesome income, something I never thought I would be making starting off. And I'm just really grateful. So grateful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's enough about me. Okay. So what I'm currently, well, I'll tell you guys what I actually started out doing. So first when I was finishing. So I did my dietetic internship at Keene State in New Hampshire. And as a little background, I also took some time off. So I took a year off. I actually um, just wanted to improve my grade. OCHEM was the death of me. So I retook that, got an A, which was incredible for me. Science was never my, I didn't even think I could get a science degree, to be honest. I never thought, like English was always my shit. Like literally thrived in that environment. Um, so this was scary for me. But anyways, took a year off, retook OCHEM, um, got some volunteer work in, um, got my DTR. So I was a DTR for a little bit. Um, I volunteered at this hospital, which was actually the hospital that I was born in and is five minutes, literally 
five minute walk from where I live right now, driving one minute. Yeah. My ass is lazy. So I would drive there, but anyways, so, um, so anyways, I uh, knew the dietitian, the clinical dietitian manager there. And um, I worked in the kitchen there for a long time and they had just gone over to the like ticketing style that would print out. And I remember they were short staffed one day and I asked the manager if they wanted me to stay a little bit longer to help. And I was a volunteer, so I was not getting paid or anything like that. And it was rough. It was, it was rough. Um, And I remember the clinical nutrition manager walked in with the food service manager and they were just like, blown away. They were like, Oh my gosh, we should be paying you. Like, thank you so much. I don't know what we would do without you. The staff wasn't there or anything. And she was like, Oh my gosh. Like anyways, so that made a good impression on her and they were so sweet and we stayed in touch um, throughout everything. So again, took my year off, went to Keene state in New Hampshire. I didn't match on the first round, which was devastating to me. Um, so I applied on second round and the first round, I did not want to go anywhere like away from LA. Cause I wanted to be near my family and all that. But I was like, you know what? Fuck it. At this point, if I didn't match there, send me to Antarctica. I will literally go anywhere. I just want to be a dietitian. I want to start my career. So I went to Keene state in New Hampshire and I did their distance clinical program. So I did nine months out there incredible. Again, another podcast. (laughs) And then uh, did my last three months here in um, LA. Then I went to, um, when I was like securing my clinical rotation site, I had to find a dietitian that would be willing to take me on as their intern, which was just a shit storm. I literally called probably like 30 hospitals, couldn't get anyone. And I was like, oh my God, I know the dietitian at this hospital that I volunteered with. So I called her and she was like, if we can make May 1st start, I'll take you. So we did and it worked out and it was great. So that was my first job. Um, I wasn't a dietitian yet either. I took the exam, very stressful, whatever. Worked there for a while per diem. And then I also had my um, own business called My Season Soul. I still do, I'm just not taking new clients at this time, um, which was a really cool experience as well. So I was doing that for a while and then I was like, you know, this just, I wanna get paid more and I wanna do, I just never saw myself as a clinical dietitian. I never thought I wanted to be a clinical dietitian, although, you know, it's great experience. I love helping people. That's why I came into this field because nutrition changed my life in so many ways. And I really wanted to, you know, help other people change their lives as well. You know, like I, I went to a psychic as well and he was like, you're a healer. That's what you came here to do. And I always felt like that as well, you know? Ultimately, people heal themselves. But I think the interactions that we have along the way are so powerful that there's a reason that we have them. And I can tell you a handful of people that I met along the way, just on my clinical journey alone, that I've literally cried at the bedside with patients. And I'm not shy about it. I'm okay with it. And honestly, it's like, I think we have this like facade of like white coat professionalism. And really, it's like, yeah, that's good. You should be professional. But like, fuck it. Sorry. Sorry if you don't think that's professional. I think there's something really healing about being real and open and honest and empathetic with people. And I feel like that's really powerful. So clinical served me well and gave me a lot of incredible life experiences and a lot of great knowledge, foundational knowledge to pull upon in my current role. Um, So I was just perusing around that time where I was kind of like, you know, I want to look for something new. Um, And so I saw this job opening for Zevia. So I don't know if you guys have heard of Zevia beverages. They are zero sugar, zero calorie beverages. Um, They're most known for their sodas, which I have been obsessed with. Like if you literally talk to any of my dietitian friends, yeah, I, they all know, but it's like, I don't, I never shut the hell up about them. I'm always like, Oh my God, Zevia, Zevia. Like I was just always talking about them. It's like, you know, as dietitians, we love the better for you brands. And so 
I was always talking about Zevia and blah, blah, blah. So I couldn't believe that I saw this job opening. I almost didn't apply because I was like shitting myself. And again, the imposter syndrome is real. It's so real. I was, Why is that? It's, it I don't know. Blows my We're mind, more than equipped than anyone else. And there's out people out there that are just giving advice left and right. That's actually incorrect. So we yeah. should just be proud of ourselves. Um, so anyway, so I went on the job interview. It was a long interview. And I just told myself, like, don't be scared. Just, you know, feel it out. I just sometimes when I go in, I just have anxiety. Let's just say um, everything scares the shit out of me. So I was so scared, but I was like, just go into it as like, this is just a practice run, you know? And I feel like when I go into things with that mindset, I, I finish it a lot better. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm saying, yeah. I don't put that pressure on myself yeah. and I always do so much better. And every time I go in with that mindset, I end up getting the job. So anyway, so I did the interview. Um, everyone asked me a set of questions, la da da, and then I met the CEO at the end, and I was so nervous. But really, they just wanted to meet. Such a huge part of Zevia is their culture, and they just really have this incredible culture. And you were saying the same thing with Beachbody. Yeah. Um, they really just value transparency and honesty and good people, and they want to put out a good product bright bubbly the whole office is colorful like pops of color and art every it's just really cool and I just really vibed with it from the get-go and I vibed with everyone there that I was um, interviewing with as well and so anyways long story short I am the health and wellness program manager at Zevia now so I am actually a part of the marketing team and what I do is very different than what I did as a clinical dietitian and a business owner but uses similar elements. So I'm basically, you know, we work with different organizations and we have brand partnerships. I kind of created this program from the bottom up. So we have an ambassador program. We, you know, created some content with like, you know, free educational handouts for that you can use with your clients and shoppers and patients in your community. And we also have a health professional fact sheet. We updated the website. So we have a lot of stuff going on, um, a lot of resources. We really want to build that valued connection with dietitians and other health professionals and kind of have a, synchron uh, a synchronistic relationship with them. So anyway, so that's what I'm doing now. And it is also my dream job. And I feel super, super blessed and lucky to be in this role. And yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I love it. <laughs> I think we're both just kind of really at our sweet spots right now. I think, I think so too. You know, like we're going into this new decade of our lives. Well, you just entered yours. Oh my god! Your mind. Don't tell them how old I am. I'm not forty yet. They can guess so the I'll decade. Tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe I'm twenty. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I could. That's be. more believable maybe. than forty. I mean, yeah. Okay. You look. You look great. Thanks, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're both living our living our dream right now. Living honestly. our best lives. Absolutely. <laughs> Live your best. Live your best. That's Zibia. the Zebia motto. Hey, that was good. Right? That was really good. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Okay, well, let's go on to question three because your girls know how to chat. Okay, so anyways, um, question three. Who is one person who inspired you the most on the path to becoming a registered dietitian? Ooh, this is a hard one for me because I honestly feel like I was very, I was very alone in my, mm -hmm. like, pursuit of dietetics, to be honest. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't really have people that were there to mentor me, mm -hmm. you know, that mm -hmm. I like looked up to at all, really. Um, <laughs> was there anyone like maybe in your childhood that like brought out your love and nutrition or, or no. like, honestly, and beach body or just anyone that inspired you or 
No, honestly, the person who probably inspired me the most, and this is going to sound cheesy AF right now mm-hmm. due to the fact that we're on a podcast together, yeah. is freaking you, dude. I swear. Oh I, because, think about it. Okay, so the listeners don't know, but you know, when I was like considering yeah. going to do a DI and I was like truly like so scared and just in disbelief that I was even able to do it, to do it. Honestly, yeah. like I just, it was like, you know, I know the application process is crazy, like complicated and lengthy. And like, I'm, I feel like I'm going to put in all this work and I'm not going to get in. I'm not so gonna intimidating. Because in. yeah. we, we get told it's so competitive. It's a 47% match rate, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. And I was just like, there's just no way, dude. There's no fucking way. I'm not going to get in. I just kept I telling myself. That I knew you were going to get in. in. I'm not going to get in. And yeah. you were the one who said, no, you need to apply. Like, you're so going to get in. Like, if I can do it, you can do it. Like, if you. I can do it. I mean, I'm not like a shithead or anything, but I, like I said, science wasn't my favorite thing. I retook OCHEM. This bitch knows how to do all that and had great grades. I mean, mine were good too, but like, she just, you know, studied more than I did. So it smart. So, yeah. So, it was honestly like, I just, I feel like this is so cheesy right now, but it was, it really was. Like, if Aww. I think about one major person, like, it has to be you. Like, we were so close in school and undergrad right and like mm-hmm. we stayed connected even though we we lived far apart and we didn't ever really get to hang out we hardly ever talked on the phone like yeah rarely we'd like you'd like call me or like yeah. we'd text here and there and stuff and we'd stay connected through social but like yeah. and then lo and behold I freaking moved down here because that's just what life had for me and, and I have the chills when you say that because and I told you this before but I knew that you were supposed to be an important person in my life for some reason. Like sometimes I just get these like guttural, deep, visceral knowings. And for some reason, like that just was a deep knowing in my, in my consciousness. Wow. Crunchy granola dietitians are coming out right now. (laughs) The deep knowing in the visceral consciousness of who I am. (laughs) So crunchy. We're so crunchy. Um, But I did, I just had this deep knowing that we were supposed to be really good friends and that we just had a very special, important role in each other's lives. Both, both of us, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It trips me out, but it's so true. And, and honestly, like, yeah, I think it was you. And if, and if I, if I could choose two people, I guess one other person is she's another dietitian. Um, I don't know if she'd ever listen to our podcast, but <laughs> her name's Lily Nichols um, and she's an RD and she works more in like the kind of like prenatal realm. Yep. And because I was like so into like midwifery and like pregnancy and all that while I was like transitioning into like rediscovering nutrition and like applying to like DIs and stuff like that. Um, I found her on Instagram and I follow her now and I, you know, I read her blog posts and I got her books. I have real food for gestational diabetes Mm -hmm. and, um, real food for pregnancy. And I just was, I'm so obsessed. Like she's so good and she's helped so many people, so many women particularly. And I love to eat her philosophy, like the way that she says that we should eat. Basically she's very into like, you know, whole foods and her for her breakfast will be like, you know, bacon with eggs and like greens and things like that. And, you know, kind of, kind of like lower carb ish, but still like incorporating healthy carbohydrates for sure. But I think her and you, like she kind of really like motivated me to Mm -hmm. like want to get into her niche. And Mm -hmm. so obviously to do that, I had to become a dietitian. Right. And then you showed me that like it was possible. So that would be that's oh, my well, answer. Thank you. That was so nice and touching. And I literally almost cried on our first podcast. So well, thank you. That's, that's so sweet. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's true. It's so true. So, oh. all right. So now I'm going to ask you the same thing. Who inspired okay. you the most on your path to become an RD? Um, so I would have to say, so there have definitely been like 
you know, so many moments where I've been around so many inspirational people, but I think the first moment or memory that comes to mind is just cooking with my grandmother or as I would call her, my Oma, cause I'm German. Um, and you know, just in my kitchen when I was a little girl and like, I just have so many pictures of us cooking together. And I was like a little like tiny thing at like three or four or whatever I was like from the second that I could walk, I like had my little step stool and I had my fake little, you know, rolling pin. I think it was a toy, but I would literally roll the dough with that. Um, and I would just help her make, um, canadel, as we call them dumplings. So we would make like apricot dumplings, um, which is like an Austrian dish, or we would make uh, Hungarian goulash or just anything. I just remember the second that I could talk and walk. Some of my first memories are just like, Oh my, Oh my, can I crack the eggs? Oh my, Oh my, can I do this? And she was like, Oh yes, Scott Christine, was machst du you know, she was always like freaking out. Like, <laughs> oh my God. The, the same way that I am now when I cook, Oh, what are you doing? Get out of the kitchen. Oh my goodness. Oh my good. She was always freaking out wanted nobody in the kitchen wanted it was her meditative time her time to relax a little bit and I was always the little gnat that was like no 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 I want to cook with you so she finally you know she let me and so I think that was just a really big part of me getting into nutrition because I I love cooking and I know you do too and so it's just she's the person that really showed me that that food is just food is more than just nourishment you know it's more than just physical sustenance it's it's mental sustenance. It's culture, our cultural connections. It's something that you, you make memories with over a table with maybe new people that you've never met before that will be in your life forever. You know, it's, it's just, there's so much to food. And when I think about why I became a dietitian, I think about those, those moments with her that we spent until the day that she died. Um, and so, so I think, yeah, I would have to say probably my grandma. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's so perfect because I know that that's true. Yeah. Like knowing you and, yeah. and knowing you, your guys' relationship. And I just yeah. think that she was a really special person in your life. Yeah, and she was. She, I think without her, you definitely wouldn't be yeah. who you are today or where you are today. So that's a perfect one. Yeah. yeah. She, she definitely inspires me like on my website, my, my season soul.com. I like dedicated it to her. Just everything that I do. I just, I, even when I'm cooking now, I like hear her in the back of my head. Oh, this is this is Like that's enough. That's enough like I hear her because you know when when your grandma teaches you to cook I say okay well Alma, how much did you put in how, how many cups of flour and she's like I don't know you feel the dough and then it's I'm like okay well thanks okay so now I don't know how to write down the recipe so anyways they just you know you taste as you go and so I just it's crazy yeah she's been a very important person to me in my life so I love it yeah I love it okay well let's do the next question this is our fourth and last question so I'll ask you first so Knowing what you know now, would you change anything on your path? Oh, I love this question. Um, I do too. And I think the answer for me has to be no, right? Like, because, and it's interesting because it's like, sure, like there's things that I could go back and change, but then I wouldn't be exactly me in this Mm -hmm. exact spot, Mm -hmm. in this exact moment of Mm -hmm. my life. And it's like, I really have finally come to appreciate and love. Oh my God, my cats are literally fighting in the background. <laughs> they wanted their cameo. I have a female cat and a male cat and their siblings. They're from the same litter. But the male cat will mount the female cat and like try to hunt her basically <laughs> because they don't know any different. And she sometimes will just take it. And then other times she's like, 
get the fuck off me and like they start fighting and it's hilarious but they're so funny yeah but anyway to get back to the question no i don't think i would change anything because like i said it's the butterfly effect right like Mm -hmm. if i go back and i change something change something that maybe in that time of my life would have made things quote unquote better Mm -hmm. which is all subjective i think really when we think about it Mm I wouldn't, it wouldn't have led me to do the next thing in my life, which wouldn't have led me to do that next thing, which wouldn't have, you know, and it mm-hmm. just keeps going and going and I wouldn't be here. And mm-hmm. I really like where I am. I never thought I would be sitting here right now doing this podcast or living mm-hmm. in El Segundo, California. In Honestly, the South I Bay. never thought you would be either. Like, I'm so glad that you are. What the hell? Like, what yeah. is life? I, I have that moment that like, oh my God, oh my God, what the fuck? How did I get here? Yeah. I have those moments like still to this day, like regularly I'll like wake up and pace my living room and just be like, I just can't believe this is my life. But in a good way, like in yeah. such a good way. So, so no, I don't think I would go back and change anything because then. I wouldn't be my badass self. Amen, sister. <laughs> right? Like, I we agree. need all those scars. We need all those right. mistakes. We need to go through everything that we've gone through to be right. who we are. And then that helps us to, like you said, kind of earlier in the beginning of the podcast, it helps us to better serve and connect to and, like, just understand our clients or the people that we're helping or that we're right. just people, humans in general. It's a human connection it sort is. of thing. It really and is. Most people that come into this field do so because they are a healer in one way or another. It's a helping field and you want to, you know, it's a great way to do that. And yeah, every, like we were saying, every single thing, like looking back in hindsight, added up for a reason. Like if you didn't do this, then you, this wouldn't happen. And I could say the same thing for my path. And it really is a fucking trip. Yeah, it really is. It's crazy. And and I'm going to just be honest here. Like I've done some pretty not so good things in my past. Like, Mm -hmm. honestly, I have maybe some regrets, not necessarily regrets as in like, Mm -hmm. I wish I could go back and change it because we just talked about it. And I said, no, because it led me here. But like, no, I'm not, 100% 100% proud of everything I've done in my past, but I don't think any of us are. And if you try to tell me that you're not, not you, you, but like anybody mm-hmm. tries to tell me that they're 100% proud of everything in the past and they, you know, like don't then regret I think anything. That you should go to a, a psychotherapist because then you're <laughs> probably have a, a personality disorder. Yeah, no offense honestly. because every single person in the world has done something that they're not proud of or could have done better at. And that's just the nature of being human. And I wouldn't take a single thought from anyone who says that. It is, it is written into the law of being like, human. what does Brene Brown say? She says, if you're not out there in the arena, getting your ass kicked too, I'm not taking any advice from you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm into that because that is live your life in the truer. arena. Yep. Yeah. I love her. I fucking yeah. love her. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. So we are going to do a total of four questions. Christina just asked me the fourth. Mm-hmm. So now I will ask you all the fourth. Yes, So darling. this will be um, our last question. It's kind of sad, but this podcast ended up being a little bit longer than I expected. Mm-hmm. Although I don't know what I expected. Cause mm-hmm. Anyway, so Christina, knowing what you do now, would you go back in time and change anything? So I think I'm also going to have to say the same thing. No. Yeah. I mean, my – so – in my dietetics career path, I mean, yeah, there's things that I could say that I would have rather had gone differently, right? You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. did I want to spend four years at community college? No, but some shit happened. Did I want to spend three years at Cal Poly? No, you guys, I could have had almost my PhD, you know, by the time I finished that shit, but same, same girl, same. Unfortunately, did I think my dad was going to pass away at 19? I was a kid, you know, like I was the next of kin. I had to do all of that shit. Thank God I have like a supportive family, but it's like, you don't, 
expect something like that to happen in life, you know? And like, then my grandma, my Oma passed away in 2013 when I was at Cal Poly and they were both really unexpected. Um, at that time in 2013, I had gone through that a couple of times unexpectedly already, unfortunately. Um, so I like knew how to not fall apart, you know, <laughs> like, like a fucking puzzle, like everything just fell apart when I was 19 and I literally could not function. That's when I like had my eating disorder esque phase. I, I don't want to reduce it to the word phase. Don't get me wrong, but I was never diagnosed with an eating disorder, but I had like, had anyone really known what I was going through? Yeah, I would have been because I literally couldn't finish a banana a day because I was fully grieving. And then I would, I had like my fitness pal and I wouldn't let myself go over 300 calories a day. Like it, and I had already been struggling before then, but like, did I want that to happen? No. Did I want any of that to happen? No. But again, I feel like there's a purpose for everything. And to be honest, I think that having seen the shit that I saw in my family life and what I grew up with in my childhood really was the reason that I chose a helping career and I chose a healing career. And that, that was something that I wanted to do because I had to, I had to pick my ass up off the ground. I remember telling myself one day, like, Christina, no one is going to come and save you. Like, and I remember I told that to one of our friends one time when she was having a hard time too. And she yeah. came back and she was like, no offense, but I thought you were a fucking bitch. And well, I was like, in the moment, that sounds so harsh. I sounded, like, I know, but you know? I, I, I was like, absolutely. And you know what? That but there's sounds nothing like true. that. But she was like, you know what? That was the thing that got me up. Yeah. Because that's what got me up. I had to realize deeply, like no one was going to be like, oh, Christina, let me take your hand. Let me pick you up, honey. Okay, babe, we're going to be okay. No, I had to do that for myself. And I had to be like, no, 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 no. There's no other option for the ending here, but for me to actually thrive. And so I had to take all that shit that had happened and find a way, you know, to be okay. And so yeah, there's so many things I can look back in my life, a million things that I can look back at not just in my dietetics career, but in life yeah. as a whole and be like, could I have done something different here? Yes. But was I doing the best? Was I doing the best that I could at the time with the resources and the capacity and the knowledge or wisdom that I had gained up until then? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I do. I really think that I was. And I think, I think most people are. And so that's why I think it's so important not to judge people. Like you don't know what they're going through. Yeah. Like I remember there were days on campus that I literally thought I was going to like, I thought I was going to die. Like, cause when I was grieving, I thought I was literally that feeling. If you've gone through something like that, you know what that's like. It feels like you're going to die. It yeah. feels like, a, like you're dying. And I remember Googling it. Like, am I going to die right now? Like, yeah. I was like, what the fuck? I can't like, eat. I can't I sleep. I don't know how this would feel any different if I was actually dying. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember there were days that like people would walk by and like, you know, just those people that like, God bless these people that smile at you when they're walking by. Yeah. And I just would burst into tears because I was like, I needed that so much. I don't know why I'm talking about this right now, but anyways, <laughs> I don't know how I got there, but we digress. <laughs> we digress. But no, I mean, I because don't, they wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't I wouldn't change those anything. Those moments were hard as shit. Yeah. And almost killed you probably. Literally. Like, almost like literally <laughs> caused you to die. Yeah. But they didn't. And you're here. And I'm grateful and, for them. Yeah. I'll say that. I'm yeah. grateful for every fucking one of those moments. I because, feel the same. Yeah. So like, just so incredibly grateful, honestly. Me like, too. There's days game. that I forget it too, yeah. and I need to like remind myself. Like I need to like write these things down, like all the yeah. things in my life that I have that are so good right. for me, and like just 
just good in general and like really appreciate it because I think it's easy to forget, especially right now during I agree. the fucking pandemic. And I think <laughs> sometimes it's so hard like when we're in it too. It's like when you're in it, you're looking at it with a microscope or a what is that called? Wow. A microscope. Brain fart. A mic- uh, uh, magnifying glass. <laughs> I was going to say a telescope. <laughs> Wait, that's the opposite. Okay, are we science makers or what? <laughs> so anyways, like, but like you're looking at it with a microscope. When you're in it, it's so hard to like zoom out. But like, who is it? Carl Sagan that says the little blue dot, the little blue dot thing. Like if you're looking from an outside perspective, like down to earth, like does it really, like, you know what I mean? Does it really matter that much? You know, and when you look out, when you look at it, like, there's so much to be grateful for, you know, there's so much to be like, it's a game. Like we're all here just for a game to learn like a bunch of lessons. Well, that's my opinion. Maybe you don't think that, but um, I I really do think that. And because it teaches you to learn, it teaches you so much stuff, like every single thing that I've gone through. And so, yeah, it's a trip. Well, this was amazing. This was so fun. I think this was yeah, I mean, I had a great time. I had, I uh, did too. I think that <laughs> listen to us blabber for fucking. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm like, okay, so it's just gonna, you know, we're gonna ask each other a few questions. It'll be like 30 minutes, and uh, no, we digress. We but we <laughs> want it to be fun and conversational, and we want to incorporate storytelling into each one of our podcasts because I think that's really what's the most interesting thing about podcasts, you know. And um, so we hope that you guys enjoyed this, and we just want to thank you guys again for listening. And um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Um, I hope that you guys will come back and listen again when we release episode number two. I think for starters, we're going to start just maybe like maybe once a month, maybe biweekly. I think we're going to have to feel it out in terms of scheduling and stuff, but ideally I'd like to get up to every other week. I would love that. Maybe even every week. We'll see again, beginning stages, first episode, but we're so, so thankful and grateful for anyone and everyone out there listening to us and um, stay crunchy. Stay crunchy. Oh, P.S. We also just wanted to mention if you guys have any interest or like interesting topics that you guys would like to know a little bit more about from now on, we would like to talk a bit about um, trending nutrition topics or bits of research and kind of bring you that evidence based information along with a little bit of our crunchy lives. Um, So if you guys do have any topics that you want to hear about, please give us a follow on Instagram. My Instagram account is my seasoned past tense soul my seasoned soul and natalie's is i am at the flourishing gut so t-h-e-f-l-o-u-r flourishing (laughs) i-s-h-i-n-g the flourishing gut you got it. So you got it. My season soul, the flourishing gut. Find us on Instagram. Tell us what interests you. Message guys. us. Tell us. Tell us what interests you. Maybe at some point we'll start an, an Instagram specifically for yeah. our the country dietitians. But yeah. for now, just go to our personal accounts. You can find us there. You can follow us. See what we're up to. And um, message us some things that you want us to cover for for future podcasts. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks. 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 Thanks.